You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast, in which three editors talk romance novels, sex, pop culture, relationships, writing. And did we mention sex? Yeah! From the ladies behind XOXOAfterDark.com, because the best conversations happen after dark. Hi, it's Abby, and we're here with another episode of the XOXO After Dark cast. We have a full house today because Lauren and Kate are on the mics, and we have lovely producer Diana uh, snoozing in the corner. She <laughs> waves every day. She, she waves. She is not on it her top is. self. It's been chilly out and nice inside. I know. It's our first full week back after the long weekend well, when we're recording full this. Full week back of four days. I was well, like, kiss my ass. Right. I'm on my very fire long right now. I know. <laughs> I'm but, still not calm. But we're here on a Friday, and we're, we're back on our Friday recording schedule. And I think we're just usually you catch us earlier earlier in the week. We're more in the mood. Um, So we're basically just uh, slouching toward reality here somehow slouching toward the weekend. And uh, we were just discussing how maybe we uh, we aren't quite as spring chickeny as we used to be. And we can't bounce back from our best weekends the way we could. What I was telling these guys before we started recording is that I had a not insane amount of rosé last night. Like a very normal amount, I think. <laughs> We're not going to quantify normal, <laughs> and certainly not, certainly not even to the top of the the limit does not exist. Nobody but, looked askance at you as right. you were pouring that. Everything, last yeah, glass. what I'm trying to thought. say is like everything was fine for me emotionally. Um, <laughs> but then I was awake from two to four, which mm. is a thing that never used to happen to me. And as soon as I it's turned age. thirty, yeah. it's, it was exa- like the day I turned thirty. Now, yep. if I drink more than maybe two, even sometimes if I just have two. Mm-hmm. And I was sleepy. I was tired. I thought I had to get up to go to the bathroom, but that no. really wasn't it. So you just spun around the room and thought about things you really shouldn't be thinking <laughs> right, of. Right. But yeah. Do that all the time. It was awful. <laughs> I I was try. I tried counting backwards from one hundred. There's actually a thing. It's a thing it's because it's a plunge in blood sugar. I've heard. Yes. Yes. Well, I don't even really know what the thing is. I never bothered to look it up, but I was having that problem. <laughs> I would just like to stop because we've had a quintessential Lauren moment here. Here's the thing. Okay, I don't actually know what the thing is because I couldn't care enough. I to never look looked into it up, it. but I have a theory. But I'm going to make up a thing now and tell it to you anyway. Oh no no no! Well, I would make it up if I even cared enough to make it. Up. So it, I'll go with blood sugar. Validating my experience. I'm validating okay, you because I used to complain about the exact same issue, and many people are like, "Oh, that's a thing," and I'm but like, "Why oh. at 30?" I think it does have to do with the sugar, and I do think it has to do with your body as a woman metabolizing differently oh, yeah. as you get older. Mm. I know, I know. Is that I'm, about my metabolism? Situation? Yes, it is. It's metabolizing mm. the sugar differently, and it is not in a good way, and more slowly, and more slowly, so, so much more slowly. And <laughs> so I don't know why, but it does keep you up, right? And, and I'm sleepy and because though because you so and tired. I are crazy. Right. That's why we spin around and think right. unpleasant things and rehash the night and say, "Did I do that? Did I but, not? Was that cool? Was it not?" No, at least I wasn't that's what worried I do. about that because I, I just worried about I nothing. I knew I hadn't drunk too much and I knew I hadn't embarrassed myself. I was in a very. Well, it doesn't safe have space. to be that person. But I was. Um, I just I as I got up to go to the bathroom, I remember thinking, "Don't shake your sleepy off. Don't Let the sleepy be inside of you, so that you when you go back." Is nary a blip. But then once the idea of being awake occurred to me, then I was just mm-hmm. awake for two hours. Well, here's the good Ugh. and bad news for you. The good news is that you'll continue to do this. Mm, I'm 45 now. 
through that age. Okay. Let's hope it goes away. It doesn't go away. The good, that's the bad news. Okay. The good news is the older you get, I never would have got out of that bed. You sit there and just lay there and suffer in the hopes right. that you go back to sleep. Right. After 40, you get up and be productive. Right. And that I've is done that no a couple joke. times. Like, I would never do it in my 30s. Like, mm-hmm. I would lay there out of spite. Be right. like, no way, I gotta go back. Right, I that's what sleep. I did. Mm-hmm. 40, you're like, I could be redoing the linen closet. And you do at like three, God four, bless you for thinking five. I'll have a linen closet someday. <laughs> <laughs> someday. I'll have more than one closet. Yeah. Right now I just have a closet. It's well, normal people all. watch TV, <laughs> right. but I do stuff. And yeah. it really works. Yeah. I was like, there's a whole YouTube out there waiting to be watched. <laughs> exactly. Other people watch TV. No, but once I you don't. give in to the electronics, then you're really awake. Yeah. Well, then you're done. That's oh, true. no, you're, you're really done. awake you when you're redoing just... your linen closet. I bet you are too, yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. really up. No, I leave. I put on my sleep mask and and then I had to get a drink of water and I just, I didn't even take it off. I just put the, the sleep, sleep mask. The sleep mask doesn't work? Okay, so sleep mask works on a normal basis. Like, mm. if it's just time to go to bed, sleep mask is a gift from God. Do you always need a sleep mask? Is it for the light? Do you get too much light in your apartment in the morning? Or I is get it too much a- light in my apartment in the night because, actually, oh. not from, oh. it's not a gift from God. It's a, it was a gift from my cousin Claire. Thank you, Claire. <laughs> but, um, and I always thought it was really dumb. I was like, why would I want a sleep mask? But then they put in these security, I live on an oh, alley, right, right, and they right. put in these security, security floodlights. And it's so, I mean, it's good. I guess it's safe, whatever. But like, they shot, it's like noon in my apartment. <laughs> no. And then you I thought it would be pain. great to have light colored curtains because when it used to be dark in the back alley, then when the sun would come, I would be like, okay, now it's daytime. Get up, go to work. You're a person. Yeah. But now I'm just, it's just light. It's just bright light. <laughs> all the time. You're like, no, no. <laughs> you know, I never gave in to the temptation because mask. I so you get addicted Liz. to it. Loves a sleep mask. Won't sleep without one. Right. And I feel like there's something on my head, and it'll you would probably forget. screw up my hair. You would forget all four strands. So it's just one of those things where I'm like, mm, I won't give in to the sleep mask. She's like. Because I will never I'm wake up. I'm giving you one for Christmas because okay. you'll never wake up. Again. Okay. Well, well no, I, I'm I saying that, but I d- it didn't help me last night. I was like, please, sleep mask, give this to me. You're crazy, Kate. Like you know me. what ended up working finally? Um, I after my exhaustion and, and all that. <laughs> no, I think I took a pillow from one of my four pillows and I stuck it on myself. Uh huh. On your on top on of top, me, yeah. So that it would be like a little weight, and, oh. and that worked. Really? Weird, right? I'm going to try You needed to, a little womb time. Have you heard about these time. weighted blankets? No. Yes. You can buy weighted blankets, mm-hmm. and it's like to make you calm. Like it's a like thunder, a thunder shirt, shirt for a dog. For a dog. Yeah. But yeah. for a human. Oh, sometimes. this is terrible. I'm into it. It's like a little hug. Yeah, I think I like it. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no, I don't do well with anything like that heavy. I always, I'm like, I need to be free. I need to always have a foot poking out of the sheets. Oh, you're yeah. one of those. I'm, I'm a, a hot I'm a, sleeper. I'm a poker. Another I'm a, gift yeah. of your 40s. Oh, I'm so, I'm a, I'm a, I'm Stop a furnace. Stop time now. The Should gi- I just kill myself? The gifts just like, keep on coming. No, you have till 40 before you have to do that. <laughs> the gifts just Don't keep on coming. Somebody check on me on the night before I turn 40 because I have a feeling it's not going to oh, be Oh, no, great. there are positives. Maybe so. you'll be looking at your second linen closet. Maybe. Yes. Maybe I'll have there so many There are positives. Linens. You get wiser and that actually should not be underestimated. That's true. You know that you'll never have to have a period again soonish. Yeah. <laughs> those are two reasons to hope That's for the fair. 40s. I don't and those mind are my very real reasons. Do you guys mind your period? I fucking hate I, it. I didn't like I mind, mind it, mind it, but I sure appreciate not having it. Okay. That's oh, fair. Oh, no. I fucking hated that I shit. I mean, it's like so much better to not have to think about it. Oh, I yeah. Guess. I don't mind it. I feel like it's kind of a comforting passage of time situation. Although, actually, here, okay. 
this is going to be both TMI, but maybe servicey, and okay. also a complete right said, turn. From that's what we're talking about. That's what we're here for. We're here for baby. So okay, it has been far too long since I went back to see my gynecologist. Yes, because like you're married. I, I'm married, and I got I got my IUD in, which we, as one of our most popular podcasts, we talked about. <laughs> Wait, Diana's shaking your head. Why? She's like, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know, I'm oh, a monster. that's what I thought she was like. I'm supposed to go every year. I mean, you should go every year. Actually, my doctor said um, that you can go every other, and it's fine. They don't even do pap smears every... They don't even recommend pap smears every year anymore because of all, right. all the fossil And now I'm in positives. mammogram country, which I also know Woof. there are, like, not so many, but, like... Oh, by the way, I have mammogram every year. Right, and, and I... you should, too. You know. Well, well you no, now they're saying, like, every three or whatever, and the things. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah. <laughs> we don't, we're not up on our female stuff, apparently. <laughs> but my question is, you know how when you go to the gynecologist and you're filling out the form, and they want to know the date of your last period? Oh, good luck with coming up with that but shit. I haven't you know I haven't I had to do that I haven't had oh, a period in like five years I yeah. see my GP for my gyno stuff because oh. I'm not like I'm not like trying to have a baby so he just checks no. to make sure I don't have cancer for mammogram oh, reasons he. which you haven't done yeah that's a double that's a double <laughs> whammy over there I've never told you guys about my intense love of my yeah she baby. has because I've asked for recommendations and yeah, I'm like but it not doing it every single time that you're seeing a dude I yeah, love him so I weird. trust him implicitly wrong he's very calming to me wrong then again I should say when I had my doctor for Mac, I did have a man. And you get used to a the boy th- up there, The Abby. thing is, I was, when I, so when my mom <laughs> You really to, did. I've had a boy up there, okay, you guys? <laughs> <laughs> it's the only action I get, so let me live. But literally, like, I don't, do I say, like, it's not a thing? Like, yeah, it doesn't, I yeah. I Okay. I've never had one other than you get what you get and you don't get upset when you're having a baby. Right. And I'm not <laughs> no, no, no. like, she means a period. I, I mean the oh, date on the right. form. Because, oh, no. Because I don't want to be like, slash a. N-A, but it's fine. That's not like, that's a problem. That's not why I'm here. I just, like, I just Well, Ooh. yes. So Diana just writes Diana the name of her IUD. Yes, well, here's which makes the sense. thing. The reason they want to know, and that's the only time where I've ever stressed about leaving it blank. Mm. Right. <laughs> because I can't remember, which right. is usually my case, is if you're doing a mammogram, it hurts, right, like a bitch? Oh, close. if you go it hurts, close, right. close to oh, your period because your boobs same are more thing sensitive, with and it's the same thing with yeah. getting oh, bikini waxes. I know yeah. that trick too. Don't and go. getting your IUD, and they're like, you should do it right before your period. I can't remember or if it's before, or after, or whatever. But during, they, I think I went during something like because I had to change my appointment the first time because. I have never been super, super regular. And so mm-hmm. then I was like, ha my bad. It turns out it was this week. So I guess I'll reschedule for next month. Yeah, I guess I don't know um, about the mammogram situation. That's tough. Yeah, I'm not good with that either. Because my, my Joanne, who I love, mm-hmm. but they don't do it in their office. You have to, you have to like, get a referral. Oh, you got to go to the mammogram And I went once center. to the it's Park bullshit. Street thing, and it's like, it was fine. But oh, I did that one. I know, it's but then nothing ever happened with Lincoln. it. They'll, you know if something happened. Right, I figured it. they didn't call me. So That's it was how fine. it works. Well, I figured that out the hard way. I was like, they haven't called. Babe, I got cancer and so on. That says you better get ready. And he's like, Oh wow, you really? Oh, I freaked out. <laughs> you know, someone what went I on do. WebMD. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm good. Oh no, I still didn't do it then. Mm-hmm. Um, I called and was like, Where the hell are my results? Do I have cancer? What the hell? And they're like, Oh no, if you don't hear from us, you're cool. And I'm oh. like. That's how you roll. That's like publishing karma. You know how agents always are like, no response is a no, you oh, know? Yeah, and I'm true. like, oh, this is what it feels like. Oh, no, like. I had that little but snafu fixed. <laughs> now they send me my results either, either way. way. Oh, I had good. that little snafu. I'm glad that they were willing to work with you on that. Are you kidding? 
Yeah, I'm glad that they agreed to their best course of action. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I opened that can of whoop ass. Yes. I know that you did. <laughs> I was like, what? I thought I had cancer for a solid day. Oh, one day. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sweet summer time. Hey, it's, that's how long it paralyzes you. And then you're like, what are you doing? Call them. What's <laughs> yeah. wrong with yeah. you? Like... <laughs> And you usually think of it late where they're not open. Whatever. Exactly. I digress. I'm knocking wood. Can we talk case. to Molly now? This is getting ridiculous. Yeah, and I didn't even tell our listeners who we're talking to today. And I can't make any kind of segue out of where this just Guys, went. Guys, we are sober. I feel like <laughs> I know. To tell you. This is the scary thing is none of us are altered at all. I actually feel like Molly would so be down with this conversation that it does feel natural that we would be talking to Molly Harper. It kind Harper of does, right now. actually. Yes. We are about to talk to the lovely Molly Harper. She is the author of many fine romances, including the Half Moon Hollow series, the Nice Girl series and the Naked Werewolf series, but we're actually really excited because she's launching a new uh, contemporary women's fiction series that um, is full of the same humor and outlook on life that characterized all of her books, but takes us uh, perhaps more into the real world. And since we just <laughs> were as real world as we can get, it seems a good time to call her and have her with us. So stick around. We will be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast. Okay, we are back, and I'm so excited to be speaking with uh, an author who's very near and dear to my heart because I get to work with her, uh, Ms. Molly Harper. She is the author of a number of series, and she kind of started with... Uh, paranormal romance with the nice girl series and the half moon hollow series and the naked werewolf series but she is uh making the jump to um romantic women's fiction with her new southern eclectic series and that's going to be beginning with a novella save a truck ride a redneck (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you cannot hear that title without laughing it always oh my god it cheers me up and um, then her f- her first print book in that series, uh, Sweet Tea and Sympathy, will be out in November. So welcome to the Dark Cast, Polly, uh, Molly. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Um, so we are catching you on the fly because your uh, glamorous life of a writer has you actually calling oh, us yes. from the road because we keep you that busy. Um, yes. One of the things that uh, I love about you personally and also about your writing and is a real hallmark for your writing is your sense of humor. Sometimes when people hear writers are getting their start in paranormal, they think it's all very dark and broody. Um, But you have kind of a different take on life in general. Was that really important to you in your writing? I I tried writing very dark and serious, and it just came across as like, look at this child that was raised by unicorns trying to be very serious and dark. I mean, it, just, it, it never came across as, as genuine. It just came across as me trying so hard to be hardcore that it was just annoying. Um, when I wrote the first werewolf book, I remember I sent it to my agent at the time, and I said, I really just dug deep on this one. Like, people died and they stayed dead. Because, <laughs> you know, I always bring them back um, yeah. with the vampire books. And so... You know, and so I, uh, I, I really thought that I had gone deep with this one. And the uh, agent emailed me back, and she's like, "Oh, honey, no." <laughs> <laughs> yep. So deep, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, like, like this is still very much like rainbows and ponies, kiddo. Um, so, <laughs> yes. so I have accepted my lot that you know I'm, I am a bright and funny writer, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. We are too. <laughs> there are worse things to be. Absolutely. No, I think it's it's uh, great, and um, I don't know. I feel like every 
every day that follows, I'm like, we need bright and funny. We need bright and funny. Yeah. So yeah, very much so. Um, I so, feel like I'm serving a purpose. <laughs> I think you are as well. So um, tell us a little bit about your new series because you've switched genres and uh, um, what's the same and what's different. And uh, tell us a little bit about Southern Eclectic. Well, Southern Eclectic uh, is the story of this family, the McCready's, and they run a funeral home slash marina bait shop in Georgia, as one does. As one it's does. Very, yes, it's very <laughs> common uh, business plan. Um, <laughs> and these, it's just a, a large family, and they have you know their little foibles and personality quirks, just like any other family. While they also, you know, are planning people's funerals and selling them bait worms. Um, <laughs> And in a small town, you know, the funeral home is really kind of the hub of communication and sometimes social, you know, social graces and mm-hmm. all of the rituals involved are just kind of fascinating and kind of horrifying at the same time. Um, so it's really a good jumping off point for a lot of story. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the same humor. It's the same sort of quirky southernisms and uh, just fun odd- oddities. And at the same time, you know, there's no vampires. There's no werewolves, so there's a real difference there. Um, <laughs> it's just it's just regular people having having kind of extraordinary problems without fangs. Mm-hmm. Without so. fangs, yes, no fangs, no fangs are no found. Fangs. Um, and that was really hard because there were times where I really was like I could solve this with a shifter right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, with a shifter right, right now. All I need is someone who can turn into a were leopard, and we would be set. But instead, but Abby said no. Yes, Abby did say no. I hate fun, and uh, yes, and so instead <laughs> you have to go. Dream, yeah, so. You have to go deal with the PTA yourself. <laughs> I do. And, and have, by the way, I wrote this as I was coming off of my PTA presidency. Oh, so oh. It is kind of funny how the PTA president is like the main antagonist in yeah. um, everything. In, 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 well, no, in uh, in the Sweet Teen Sympathy book, mm-hmm. and people are like, "Why do you hate your PTA president so much?" I'm like, "I have a lot of self-loathing." <laughs> I speak from experience. Yes. It's going to be awful. It's going to protect you legally when you're like, no, I was the PTA president, so I couldn't possibly have meant anyone else. Um, Basically pure evil. (laughs) Yes. Pure evil made of unicorns and sunlight. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So uh, tell us a little more about uh, what readers are going to find in Sweet Tea and Sympathy. That book is coming out in November. Uh, yes. and, and I love a fish out of water story. So, yes, it is a classic fish out of water story that starts with a flamingo incident, <laughs> as all great stories do. <laughs> Kate just uh, gave the best double take incident. <laughs> there was an incident. Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, when I wrote my first vampire book, I was like, "What's the most humiliating uh, way possible to become a vampire?" And it was mis- being mistaken for a deer and shot by a drunk hunter, and mm-hmm. getting bitten. So when I started off this story, which is about Margot, who is a, a cousin in this family, and, and her mother has divorced um, out of the family and uh, has taken her to Chicago. So she grew up far away from Georgia and the family. She doesn't know any of them. And I, I had to get her fired. So she had nowhere to go except Aww. to go back home to Georgia <laughs> in this family that she's never met before. And I was like, well, what would be the most humiliating way possible for her to get fired um, but still have her remain fairly competent at her job, okay. you know. For, so I decided that flamingos were going to bust up this big party that she was at and attack a, a giant ship, shrimp tower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the scene is like this very fancy gala with all these women wearing gowns and they're being chased by giant pink birds. Perfect. So it's a good time. <laughs> That's amazing. Wait, so is she a party planner then? 
Yes. Yes, she's an, she's an event planner. And that okay. actually lends itself pretty well to working for a funeral home because it's, True. a funeral is basically just a big party. Exactly. With a casket. With the casket. Yeah. If you do it right. Right. <laughs> exactly. The centerpiece is a little different. Yeah, so um, Margo moves to, to Georgia, which is very weird for her because she's used to living in a really large city. And this is very rural Georgia. And it's Lake Georgia, which is like its own little subset of Southern culture. And, you know, she doesn't know her dad. She doesn't know her family. And they're trying to just, you know, push her right into this little Margot-shaped hole they have in their family, mm-hmm. and she can't, she's like, nay, nay, um, I'm just here temporarily. I'm going to get a real job in another city, somewhere that has more than one Starbucks, <laughs> or just one Starbucks. Um, so she falls in love with the local elementary school principal, and he has children, which has always Aww. kind of been her, her deal breaker Uh-oh. for her, that she did not want kids. And so it's all about, you know, overcoming your expectations for your life, making the life that you thought you wanted out of what you have. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and really just establishing what's, what's important and what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. One of the things I really like about this book and this series is, as I said, I didn't I didn't call it a romance. I said it was sort of romantic women's fiction. And yeah. um, I think that allows you to explore those kind of compromises that we all have to make and think about how we do. And it's still, you're you and your writing is you, so it's funny. And ultimately, it's still a hopeful story. Uh, But what was it? I think you you have more leeway and maybe even more of a requirement to um, look at the tough stuff, to go really deep. Like you said, like you were telling in the story with your agent from before. And she was like, no, we didn't get there. But I feel like you really did in this book. So now that we were like, no, this is the one where you can get a little darker. Did you have to approach that differently in your writing? Did it feel different to you? I really did because my my instinct is always to go for the joke. Yeah. And you know, I I still sometimes find myself writing a scene or a chapter just to get to the joke, and I really can't <laughs> do that. With this. You know, for one thing, that's just irresponsible writing. Mm-hmm. And two, you know, I was really having to go after issues where there was no there was no lightning of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, in the South, we can we can make light of a lot of stuff, but you know, dead former wives and, and alcoholic fathers and and all this other stuff, you know, there were just issues in this book that came out that she couldn't, I couldn't joke my way around it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she really had to live with some permanent consequences to her choices. And mm-hmm. so did the whole family. So uh, how, how so did was, you do that? Resist the was, impulse to joke. I don't know why they're mutually exclusive. You can be and talk about serious issues and still have some humor in it. <laughs> So oh, I do. Yeah. But the, my problem is I take it too far. Mm. I literally am the giggler at the funeral. My sister won't sit next to me. <laughs> because, That's just nervousness, my friend. It really is. I, I yeah. really cannot contain the things that come out of my mouth because that's my coping mechanism. Mm. So I, I have to dial it back. Otherwise, I make the people around me uncomfortable. Um, so it's good. Yeah. We, I, yeah. We go through and, yeah. and I'll be like, you can keep that one. And then you have to cut yes. the next two. And <laughs> I remember with the first edits, I said, I believe I've reduced the jokes by 30%. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Abby's like, okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, you That's know. compromise that she was willing to live with. Absolutely. So. And of course, these guys know that I, too, am always like, let's make a joke. So obviously, that's why Molly and I yeah. get along. Um, you, uh, you yourself are a Southern lady, and your books are set in the South. Is there something that predisposes the South to uh, romantic drama? I don't know about romantic drama. I mean, we just... We How about absurdity? <laughs> absurdity, yes, absolutely. I live in the weirdest town. That I mean, there's a reason that there's such hyperbolic comedy in the things that I write, because I was steeped in it from a very early age. 
I love you it. Know, we are the town where there was an escaped big brown bear, like an eight-foot brown bear. The guy was keeping <laughs> it in his basement as a pet, and he took it for a walk. But you don't put a bear on a leash. No. So the, the phone rang, and he went back inside <gasps> to answer the phone. And when he came back out, no bear. No bear. <laughs> Two weeks. I was I was working for the newspaper at the time, and I was on bear watch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can't people make this were, up. No. No, people were afraid to go out of to like send their kids out to the bus stop because they were afraid their kids were going to eat by a bear. Yeah, um, yeah. Can you please, valid. please, please put bear lost said bear and bear watch in your next sweet tea book? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I meant. Well, uh, I have the the shark attack suicide the fake suicide by shark attack thing on this in my bio. I thought that was kind of pushing it far. <laughs> That's a lot. Oh, no, I meant re- recreate for our next right. Southern we'll Eclectic. Work, okay. We'll work a... a no problem. Maybe to, to, we'll, to protect the innocent, we'll have to change it to a different ridiculous basement pet. Well, I was like, what? <laughs> what, we're going to... The bear's going to sue? <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, <laughs> what? Why yeah. can't we use this? Was, he had a fully grown timber wolf in his basement, oh, too. God. With the bear? <laughs> What a freak. I'm like, what was the plan? <laughs> He's like, well, if there was a problem, one would eat the other. <laughs> Did you find the bear? They Eventually, the bear wandered back home. Oh, right. good for him. Home when the bear wants to come home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. The well, the, like honey badger. the timber wolf was getting lonely, apparently. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Have any other like uh, weird uh, stories from your time as a reporter made it into one of your books? Um, well, I try to ease back on those so much because, again, I don't want to be sued. Yeah. That could be legal. <laughs> my family won't sue me. So um, the bit in the werewolf books about the cook that cuts his hand open while he's trying to slice the Coke bottle in half to prove huh? he can, mm. that's my brother. All right. That's, that's my brother, Matt, a highly trained professional chef with the big fancy knife, <laughs> cut his hand in half while, <laughs> while cutting to, a Coke. Uh, oh, while cutting no. a Coke bottle. I yeah. love it. Um, yeah, he said I owe him a dollar for every book sold. I told him I'd see him in court. So. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't prove nothing. No, and mom will get on to you, so there you go. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so have you always written romance, Molly, or is there other stuff that you either have written or long to write outside of the genre, or are you just drawn to this one particularly? Um, I've always been a romance uh, reader and writer. My, it's a multi-generational problem. My grandmother was a big romance reader. She would have her, her basket of, of uh, books that she had a really gross name for. Um, and oh, next now we got to know author. it. Wait, what, yes, what, crotch, what did she call what was the called, called, What was the book basket crotch called? Novels. Crotch, crotch novels. Crotch novels? Oh, I love crotch yeah. novel. And then <laughs> my, so good. my mom always had a huge stock of romance novels that I was reading at an early age that I should probably have not been reading them. Um, so <laughs> All really, romance readers come by that naturally. We read so. them yes, too exactly. early for good good taste. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason that my you know my personality is so warped, and that's it. Mm. Um, so yeah, you know, I this was what I grew up loving to read, and there was you know there was really not much chance of me wanting to write anything else. Um, and I'm, I still kind of feel that way, I think. I've got a, a YA project that mm-hmm. I've been working on with my daughter, but that oh, was cool. just so uh, I, I would have a book that my daughter could read um, <laughs> and not have to wait until she's 30. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, I think you might have a budding author in your future. That's just yeah, wonderful. That's wonderful. <laughs> yes, I, I'm very proud of her. She. <laughs> She is as devious as she is lovely. Oh. She is. She is. I have to say, um, I highly recommend that everybody follow Molly on social media because occasionally uh, she will record little um, screenlet, like screenplays, in a way of conversations between her and her children, who are all. Uh, 
brilliant and hilarious in um, very distinct ways. And they <laughs> jump right off the page as well. So I have every confidence that Molly's daughter is indeed going to be a terrific author as well. So I have a question, Molly. And sure. obviously, I, I, I realize, I'm like, it's Lauren. Um, <laughs> I feel like we should have a martini glass in front of us. But anywho, um, I do. Uh, did you ever base any of your characters on your children? Because they really are such characters, and they're so frankly interesting that I'd love to see like oh there are seeds of that one in this character or no I basically had to steal from my child for this guy or girl yes uh, Carter is going to sue me when he grows up ah. single, single undead mom's club the little boy Danny is uh, in all Carter yeah I was like I mean, that's I him right I was literally transcribing conversations with Carter in oh, the so good uh, yeah, like the thing about him asking for a grappling hook for his birthday and getting really indignant about me not getting it for him. Yeah. Like that. That's real. <laughs> that's a very typical conversation. I was going to call it a very real problem. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what age is the right age for a boy's first grappling hook? I think it's like 11. Yeah. You want to be responsible. That's fair. You want yeah. to have fun. Well, know? that's the thing about the South. They grow up a little quicker. You know, right. they, they can handle things that kids in the north would never do well how are you going to get that bear in your basement if you don't start early with the grappling exactly exactly i have friends who are very southern and male and they're like well i killed my first squirrel at eight you know and literally did and had guns and drove trucks and other very scary things very early before it was legal it's not a question of like not being supervised because most you know southern kids are pretty well supervised by their older siblings Mm. Exactly. <laughs> Older siblings is the key word there. <laughs> but, you know, we learn how to drive by driving a tractor or a lawnmower. Exactly. You know, we have to, it, they innovate their toys because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you, you've broken the wiffle ball mat and you don't have much else to do with it. So you turn it into something else. Exactly. You know? I just think there's like an innovation and an ingenuity that kind of that encourages, but at the same time can be very dangerous. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> so, and I think it's all the time we have outside in the sense that I think the weather, believe it or not, makes a difference. Like you can be outside 24 7 oh, yeah. you know 360 mm-hmm. days a year at versus the north where these bunch of weirdos have to hide out for a couple months you know <laughs> we have only books layers. exactly <laughs> i don't like it up here i can't wait to get home oh my goodness yeah. um okay molly i think that we are going to segue to our um uh true confessions questions uh if oh, i can they're always awkward i know right? right oh no these are good right these actually we've okay. we've freshened them up since uh you were since last, the last round so um i'm just always afraid i'm going to confess to a crime so you know accidentally <laughs> no we'll we'll bury that body for you baby right. if you do okay. we can edit that out it'll be fine <laughs> exactly there's no we're not putting our our uh, money makers in jail yeah, no you still you still owe us books <laughs> That's true. It's like let her take her laptop to deal with her. I know. Exactly. I know. Actually she could produce more, Abby. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what if we just called she just it locked me in solitary? Right. Exactly. Can we give it a, a new it'll be like a bread loaf bread loaf to <laughs> I know, right. the clinking. <laughs> the clinking. <laughs> oh god. All right. Okay, so here our first one is very erudite and elevated and fancy like we're all book ladies. How do you oh, prepare yeah. yourself to be creative? Do you have a ritual? Um Well, there's always lip balm involved because <laughs> for some reason I'm very I know that sounds weird, but I'm very distracted when my lips are tapped, so I have to have lip balm nearby, because otherwise the fear of them becoming tapped becomes so distracting that I can't focus. 
Good to know. All right, you got to make sure the, the puddle of compulsive behavior that you're dealing with. Hey, <laughs> as long know. as it produces, I'm happy for whatever. Um, yep. Uh, uh, I'll call it quirkiness you need to get through. Uh, what um, place or places do you find most conducive to working? Um, I actually, I really like working in coffee shops and airport gates. Like, I'm most productive at an airport gate. Is that because there's just nothing else to do at such a place? There's nothing else to do. I don't have any children to supervise. Uh. I'm not responsible for anyone but myself. And I really want to pass the time. Nice. So Nice. And coffee shops, of course, are a favorite haunt of many of our writers, and it leads perfectly into our next question. So how do you take your coffee? I am a coffee wuss. I have to have it. It's basically liquid a ice cream. Coffee I'm done with it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's mostly cream and sugar, uh, mm-hmm. possibly with some chocolate mixed in there. It's basically hot cocoa with a different bean. Excellent. Huh. Very interesting. I would have thought you for the real deal. No, sadly. It's a defect in my personality. Yeah. <laughs> Look, unicorns aren't powered like the rest of us are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and what's your go-to snack? Is it also a sweet? Ooh. No, there's these pop pop chips. I don't. I don't oh, I love a pop chip. Makes them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're very light and airy, and you really don't feel like you're eating much. And then the problem is you've eaten a bag. Right. Um, it oh, acts like it's a potato it. chip, but it's a pretends to be a cracker so you don't feel bad about eating a whole bag of them yeah. uh, I'd have yeah. to get a wreck from you too because I think pop chips are best compared to cardboard but anywho <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're the plausible deniability chip yeah, yeah. Uh, who is your favorite collaborator oh well um, <laughs> I really enjoy working with my writing partner Jeanette Batista mm-hmm. we have published several projects Mm-hmm. Uh, under under different names, so that's been fun, mm-hmm. um, including uh, a series called Served, which was a uh, it was ten stories set at a New Orleans restaurant, and it was like Rashomon if <laughs> Rashomon was set in a in an eatery. Oh, so I love it. it. Yes, yes, I remember that, and I was just listening to our podcast that's up this week talks about tropes that we love, and I had said mine is back of the house like restaurant stories, yeah. so um, that's a good one. And I'm. I've never worked in a restaurant, and she had worked in a restaurant for quite some time. So she pulled me back on a couple of occasions, like, yeah, no, that would not happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, but but why? Why can't I get a, why can't I? There's always bears wandering around. No? Okay. <laughs> you could have sex in a dumb waiter. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love her. I know. I know. But, ooh, so bendy. Mm. So bendy yeah. is right. <laughs> so in addition to worrying about your lip balm, what else do you do most often to procrastinate? I love this one. Uh, the internet. The internet yeah. is the devil. That's the answer um, for everybody. Maybe I don't love this one. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Do you have well, a... No, all writers do the same thing. True. Do you have a favorite internet hole or internet space mm. that, that sucks up your time right. when you go there? For the sake of anonymity, I'm not saying. Yeah. Oh, that's very fair. <laughs> fair enough. All right. Let's just say Facebook, okay? <laughs> yes. Good. Fair enough. Good. <laughs> What's your dream project? Uh, a book that Ooh. you would long to write and just haven't haven't done so yet i don't think i don't think i think i've had that yet oh, I love i've it. fulfilled so many of my writing dreams that i guess it's the next project you know yep. I've, i really am happy with so, so much of what i've written that's great um so I'm, I'm feeling pretty fulfilled we it's just you and i have to collaborate on sharknado 10 the okay, sharkening well, absolutely <laughs> we've we've got to do that all right that, yes you know those, those are dreams movie project perfect (laughs) (laughs) exactly we need it we need a new film agent um (laughs) 
What have you learned from failure? Oh, well, actually, that's that's great because I I failed most of high school. I mean, not the actual <laughs> classes, but like I I tried out for so many things. I tried out for field commander and color guard and cheerleading and volleyball team and all this crazy <laughs> stuff just to try to find my place in the world because as a gosh cocky six foot five band geek, there's just not a lot of places that you you know you fit in. <laughs> and I I got I got turned down at every turn. And it really helped me accept, you know, you don't ever always get everything you want mm. and you, you get back up from it and you move on to the next thing. And I really think that that helped me um, when I was sending the book out, my first book out to agents and then, and then editors and people were saying, no, it's like, well, it's not, it's not something I haven't heard before. I can deal with no, mm-hmm. I've dealt with it before. And, you know, it's not the end of the world. You pick yourself up and you just keep trying. And I really think that that was a valuable experience for me. That is such a I good lesson. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you hope your creative legacy will be? Uh, well, we talked about how things just seem really dark right now. And yeah. every, every day seems a little bit darker. <laughs> and I really hope that when people think of me and when I'm gone, that they remember me as someone that brought a little bit of laughter into their lives. You know, that when things got tough, they could sit down with a Molly Harper book and just feel better. For a little while. Yeah, I think that's absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I think you're already building that legacy I, squarely. Absolutely. Um, and you know, I love these emails. Oh, sorry, guys. Oh, no, you go. You finish that first, because then I'm going to ask you. Oh another. well, I'm. I get these emails from people where it's like you got me through cancer. I was reading your books through oh. chemo, and oh. and you know, you got me through my divorce and, and things like that. And those just, I mean, I love them, but they break my heart. I'm, yeah. just, I'm really glad that they I'm shouldn't able to break do your heart. You know why? Yeah. They gave someone something else to focus on versus yeah. their pain, and they shouldn't break your heart at all. They mm. should give you joy. For me, I don't know. Hearing that, yeah. I'd be like, oh. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's I try amazing. a little bit every time. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I think it must power you up to be like, great, gotta hit that next deadline and exactly. put another one out there. Exactly. How do I make yeah. them laugh again? Is really the question. Yep. <laughs> um, and finally, what is your favorite romantic book? Oh, there's so many. Pride and Prejudice is always my first choice. I mean, it's just the, it's the original romantic comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, and I love you so and much. Kate so both. I know. Um, Let's see. Uh, Norma Roberts writes really excellent romance, but not always funny. But when she does finally like hit a really funny line, you're like, oh, zing. Which um, one? Which one? Which one? Uh, her, her, not Midnight Bayou, the one, the Chesapeake Bay series. Ah, the boys the and the, the golden brothers. retriever. Yeah. I know. Well, yeah. And the, in Sybil, the, uh, like the psychiatrist. Yes. Yes. You know, she had a very dry wit about her, which I love. Yeah. Um, but just the, the, kind of dry banter between all the brothers always struck me as very funny i agree um so yeah no i just i i have so many that i love but that those always come to mind yeah so those are some excellent choices all right my friend um i will remind our listeners uh that molly's new series the southern eclectic series uh is coming out this fall first there is uh save a tr- save a shoot i mixed i messed it up <laughs> save a truck ride a redneck an e novella so that's e original <laughs> right we're not saving the church right and uh no, we're- I'm not prepared for the repercussions of that. No. Exactly. We're saving a redneck. Come right. on. Absolutely. Every now and then I'm like, it's the cowboy? No, wait. Redneck. Um, but that one is uh, an e-original novella, and you can get that uh, this month. I think. Yes. Yes. A couple of weeks, I think. And then um, in uh, November, on I think November 21st, look for Sweet Tea and Sympathy uh, coming to a bookstore near you. Wait till you see the, that cover, fans. Oh, You're going to so die. It's so so good. gorgeous. 
And I'm so excited. Uh, we are just thrilled. And of course, in the meantime, you can enjoy Molly Harper's Half Moon Hollow series and many of her other books, all available wherever books are sold. Molly Harper, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been great talking to you. Have a good trip. Drive safe. Bye, lady. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast. All right, we're back. Molly is like my spirit animal. And I know you guys are the you most can of see friends. why we uh, work well together. I'll it's true. Say that. Yes. It's true. Because she's basically me and I am she. <laughs> um, so I hope everybody goes and checks out her books because she's so great and I want her to be huger. Yeah. She's uh, going to be. She's too funny. Yes. Yes, she's a delight. And I know that Lauren will simply will it to be so. And that <laughs> will be so. I love her. All right. Well, in the spirit of Southern Eclectic, I have planned the game for today. And we are playing Southern Kitchen Balderdash. Great. And uh, I, am, I have given you all uh, a selection of words that you have to guess the definitions of. I have the real definitions. I'm going to read them out. I think I'm going to win. Yeah, I think not. I feel really good about my guesses. <laughs> so do I. Actually, Kate, give me your pen so I can keep track of scores because, of course, points oh, wait, are no, awarded. I'll help you open it. It's tricky. Um, this is my fancy engraved pen. Thanks, Doug. <gasps> Ooh, la la. Right, so smooth. <laughs> I thought it was a good pen you got when people are trying to solicit. <laughs> no one can hear you because you're not talking into the mic. <laughs> right. Diana refuses to use a microphone even when we. Diana, she's going to use it. Okay. And go, go, come on. Anyway, all right. So, our first word is burgoo. Mm-hmm. Burgoo. Is it Southern Chicken a la King? Wait, do we vote on the right? Yes. What's going to happen is you're each going to tell me which one you think it is. Oh, okay. And you get a point if you are correct, right. and you get a point if your definition fooled someone. Gotcha. Okay, great. So, Southern Chicken a la King, uh, a spicy stew with any meat, including squirrel or possum. Whoa. Uh burger from goose livers or <laughs> thistles and honey. Huh. All right, Kate, what do you think is burgoo? I think southern chicken a la king. All right. And Lauren, what do you vote for? I saw that. Does that mean I should also choose that? <laughs> you saw what? She reached for a pen like she was given a point. <laughs> I did reach for my pen. I, I know you did. I was like, wait a minute. Um, Never not gaming the system. Right. Exactly. I'm going chicken a la king. All right. Yeah, but that could have been a point that she was awarding to someone else. Possibly. But I'm doubtful. Know. I'm going to do the one with the squirrel. All right, Diana's that is believable. And Diana is correct. Ah, it is Diana, a you won. A spicy you Kentucky stew. You revealed you did what later? Who, okay, who was, um, who was Chicken Alley King? Miss, oh, bitch. You, you voted for, for your own. Oh, yes, dirty I did. tactics. Okay, for <laughs> You do not get a point for voting for your own no, fake but one, but you, but you do get Lauren's point. Dirty tactics. We knew Kate played to win, but she that does. goes deep. She plays dirty. All right, and I'm shuffling. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> All right, the next uh, unusual Southern dish: swamp cabbage. Is it gravy with sauerkraut? Hmm. Uh, dandelion greens, thistles, thistles or nettles, uh, or hearts of palm. The oh. core of the palmetto. Hearts of palm. Lauren huh. says hearts of palm. I'm gonna say dandelion. 
I say dandelion too. Diana and Kate want dandelion greens, but in fact, it is hearts of palm. Oh. Lauren gets a point for being How correct. How did you know that? Oh, and I also get two points for. Are you <laughs> Very nice. I took so I swept swamp cabbage. <laughs> yes, you did. That's and now I feel like that's the title of this episode. <laughs> exactly. All right, our third weird food: souse. S o u s e. Souse. Maybe souse. Not really sure. I should have known it, too. Uh, Is it uh, something just meaning it's all liquored up? Or we'll say maybe with liquor. Uh, A cold cut made from pig meat set in aspic. (laughs) That was a good one. Um, uh, Something in potatoes. I can't even read this. Pocket potatoes. So I guess that's sort of a giveaway. Don't pick this one. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Something with potatoes. (laughs) Is it um, flour and vinegar added to turtle soup? Oh, oh, I think that's it. Flour and vinegar added to turtle soup. Um, Oh, but also believable was the aspic one because who guesses aspic? I'm going aspic. All right, Lauren's going aspic. Do you want your turtle soup? Like a like a sow. I'm going to say anything with liquor. All right. Diana's saying liquor. It's S-O-U. It's not S-O-W. For true, S-O-U-S-E. True. True. Wait, what did you say? Nothing. <laughs> Rude. Rude. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with... Uh, 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 sometimes first instincts with the first thing instincts. In the, the thing in aspic. Because who you like the aspic? mentions aspic? Yeah. That's All what right. I said. Aspic, aspic, liquor. and liquor. The answer indeed is aspic. And specifically... Phew. It is made from the meat from the head of the pig. I'm so pissed. Because, <laughs> by the way, I'm so pissed because I had both of you for a moment. I know. I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm gonna sweep again. <laughs> and then you change your answers. Who was? Uh, mine was sauce. So- it was sauce with potatoes, but that was during. Oh, the- I'm so sorry. Oh, that was you were the illegible one because that was during the time. Pen explosion. Of the pen exploding. It, it was. It was terrible. Fingers. I'm sorry. Who? Who guessed? Who wrote all liquored up? Was theirs? So that was you. Okay, so you get a point for fooling Miss Diana. Oh, all right. No. Like soused. Yes, yeah, I, I was it. soused. I get it, but so. and that's why because originally soused oh, didn't mean drunk. It... it was soaked in liquid, oh, and so the, like the pig meat was yeah. yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gross. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, Hop and John. Is Hop and John uh, a low country dish of uh, black eyed peas and rice? Is it black eyed peas? <laughs> Is it frog legs or black-eyed pea salad? All right. I sense maybe some people had some familiarity with uh, Hop and John. The first one. The first one. Sure. Yes. You all get a point. It was the first one. Yeah. Frog's legs. (laughs) (laughs) I know that was you. distracted. (laughs) It was was a little on the nose. She had purple all over her hand. It was Fair enough. And, you know, okay, let's see. I frankly am am, uh, awarding an additional point to everyone who said it was black eyed peas. I'll take it. Because it was basically black eyed peas. I'll take it. Um, It wasn't black eyed peas and rice, though. True. It was black eyed peas. But I was impressed that you got that close. (laughs) All right. I don't know. Um, For an extra bonus point for this one, who can tell me when people eat Hop and John? New Year's Day. (sighs) Dang. She just spoke quicker. She just spoke quicker. I'm just quicker. Oh, the things are heating up, guys. Oh, she just went ahead with me with that crappy bonus she question. Ha- she has, uh... <laughs> all right. Fucking well, there's one more bullshit. on the table, my Wait friend. Wait I see five. I know, I realize I counted that wrong, but it's uh, all right. I'm going to count okay. right. I was like, I have an extra It's in okay. The thing. It's okay. okay. You're good. 
<laughs> All right, Frogmore stew. Oh, cut a bitch. What next? <laughs> Frogmore frog <more> stew. <laughs> oh, is it mock turtle soup? Oh, this is the Frogmore frog stew. Yes, Frogmore stew. I don't even remember what I put. Um, a one pot crab boil. Ooh. Uh, ooh, a stew of um, a snapping turtle, alligator, and frog's legs. That sounds good. Or is it a sandwich? <laughs> Can you do the first one again? It was uh, Damn, mock turtle uh, soup. Mock, mock turtle, turtle soup. Mock turtle soup. <laughs> I didn't try hard. Second one? Second one was a uh, one pot crab boil. Okay. The third one was uh, a stew of snapping turtle, alligator, and frog legs. Mm-hmm. And the last one. one was a sandwich. All right. <laughs> I'm going the first one. Diane is voting for the snapping turtle stew. I mean, really, I vote for You're sandwich. voting for the mock turtle soup. Mm-hmm. And I Kate. think I'll do the snapping, tur- the stew with all the bits. The stew with all the bits with the snapping turtle and the alligator and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is, in fact, a one-pot crab boil. Darn it! That was my first instinct. I it is. It but is. I win because what? you both pick mine! <laughs> <laughs> so Lauren gets two for the stew of all the thingies. I pulled ahead on the left! But one. someone picked Diane. Nobody picked no, Diane. nobody picked Diane. This said sandwich. <laughs> nobody picked Diane. No, sorry. But We're someone not going to let you play next time if you do this showing. Like but, Lauren, but Lauren picked mock turtle soup. Oh, did you? Yes, you did. That was me Shit. in your so face. You, well, you couldn't pick your own. You so. really should just pick for me. Oh. Gave you the wrong one. You really right, should. So. I still went. Oh no, we got to do a tiebreaker. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, no, no, we you, have one more. You don't. Be, you don't have to do a tiebreaker because somehow I gave Kate the five slash before she got her fifth point. So, in fact, um, no, Lauren, there's one more. No, that no, was it. That's that was all it. That was it. Woo! I even made the right. ones. Lauren beat Kate go by Southerners, one go. point. Go one Southerners, point. go! Go Southerners, go! She did. She did have her Southern heritage behind Fine. her. All right. Um, I hope you guys all enjoy whatever you're dining on. Uh, and uh, as always, please thanks for listening. Check out xoxoafterdark.com and remember the best meals and the best conversations happen, happen after, after dark. dark.